Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. <laughs> For he is Lord of hosts, and or Lord of lords, and King of kings, and they that are with him are called, and chosen, and faithful. With the help of the Holy Ghost for just a few minutes, I want to preach from this thought today, called to be. Called to be. Father, let the living word preach the written word, making my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Open our understanding that we might comprehend the scripture. Cause every hindrance to be rebuked and cast out. Bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And Jesus, we pray all of this. In your marvelous, majestic, and magnificent name. And if you believe it, would you say amen? amen? God bless you. You may be seated. When Jesus Christ returns, He will simultaneously redeem the righteous from the earth while also pouring out His wrath upon the wicked. Our text today, Revelation 17 and 14, captures a prophetical glimpse of that moment when the armies of the Antichrist will make war with God, but will instantly be defeated. Since we will have been caught up just moments prior to that, we will be joining Jesus, witnessing His infinite authority over everything and everyone. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we who join Him in that final battle are called, chosen, and faithful. What a day that will be. But until that day comes, we must live our lives right now as His called, chosen, and faithful. We are His called, which means His elect. We are chosen by Him to fulfill His kingdom purpose. And we are to be loyal followers, faithful, enduring to the end. Another passage of Scripture, Luke 9, 23, says that we must deny ourselves, take up our crosses daily, and follow Jesus. Otherwise, we will not join Him in that number as called, chosen, and faithful. God has birthed within me a short message today to bring to you about being called to be, to illustrate what He wants from His church. And I believe I'm preaching and speaking to some people who also want to be who He's called you to be, to do what He's called you to do. I believe I'm preaching and teaching to some people today that want to follow and obey Him. Amen. I believe I'm pastoring some saints that want to please Him with their lifestyle today. Amen. So if you'll join me for just a few minutes here. Amen. We're going to see what God has called us to be. And I believe there's going to be some prophetic things happen. Amen. Praise God. First of all, we're called to believe. Everybody say believe. That's why I had him put the ellipsis there. Be. We're called to be. And today, the first one is believe. In Romans 1.1, 1, 1, Bible says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. And I want to focus on that, that last phrase, separated unto the gospel of God. This literally means, amen, that we're separate from a previous condition or situation. How many of you are thankful that God brought you out of something? Hey, 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 how many of you are thankful that God brought you to something? 
Oh, come on. How many of you are thankful that you used to be one way, but when Jesus got a hold of you, you're now a new way. Amen. How many of you are thankful that the past is under the blood? Come on. How many of you are thankful that iniquity is under the blood? How many of you are thankful for the waters of baptism that washed away those sins? Oh, hallelujah. You came up a new creature in Christ. How many of you are thankful that He filled you and spoke a new tongue within you? You're separated unto the gospel of God. Separated from a previous condition. I want you to focus with me on that for just a minute. Separated from a previous condition. I have no ties to the world anymore. I have no connection to the world anymore. I've severed them. I've crucified them. I'm dead to my sin and flesh and alive in Christ. Called to believe. Praise God. We must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Aren't you thankful that one day you put aside your pride, you put aside your differences, you laid down anything that might have hindered you from coming to God and you believe, God, I know you're real. And if you're real, would you please heal me, feel me, save me, forgive me? Aren't you thankful that you believed that He existed and you sought Him diligently? Hallelujah. We're called to believe today. We're called to believe and to apply this life-changing message of the Gospel. For he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And it's like one elder preacher said one time, in Mark 16 and 16, there's a saved bee and a damned bee. Which bee are you going to be? I'm going to be a saved bee. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. But how many of you also know that that passage goes on in verses 17 and 18 to tell you that if if we believe, signs are going to follow. Oh, Lord have mercy. Listen, we don't seek signs. They follow us. They follow believers. Watch this. They don't follow just the five-fold ministry. They don't follow those that have been to seminary. They don't just follow those that got a you know, certificate in their office that says they're ordained or whatever. It follows every believer who believes. Oh, come on now. We don't pray for signs. We don't seek for signs. We don't even desire them. We just worship Him and desire His presence. And when Jesus shows up, something's going to happen. Where two or three are gathered in my name, what's he say? There I'll be in the midst of them. And where Jesus is, anything can happen. Listen, if you've got a problem today in your marriage, start praying Jesus into your marriage. You've got a problem in your finances, start praying Jesus into your finances. You've got a problem at your job, start praying Jesus on your job. Because where Jesus is, anything can happen. So we're called to believe. Does anybody believe today? Does anybody believe, amen, that we might be those who, that the ends of the world are coming upon? Amen. And if that is the case, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think it is, if that's, the, if that's the reality, then guess what? He's not saving the worst for last. Come on, very first miracle, y'all. 
Cana of Galilee in a marriage. Amen. And the wine gets, uh, water gets turned to wine. What does is, what is the, 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 the uh, guy say there at the wedding? You know, most people uh, save the worst. And, you know, when everybody's drunk to their full, then they put out, you know, the worst. No, you save the best to last. Can I tell you that God, God's church isn't going out of here, barely making it to barely getting by. I don't care what the pundits say. I don't care. Mm, no, sir. The church is alive. The church is well. Hallelujah. I believe. Number two, we're called to belong. Everybody say belong. belong. Romans 1, 5, and 6, and I'm going to read from the New Living. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among these, these, excuse me, those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. The second thing today is that we're called to belong. Hallelujah. God's church, his body, is given the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit to edify, equip, and empower us. This belonging does not mean that we're saved and that's it. It doesn't mean that we put a certificate up, yay, I'm saved, and, and we stop there and sit on a blue chair till Jesus comes. No. <laughs> what it means is that we're saved to be transformed into who Christ desires us to be. And who does He desire us to be? He's called us to be disciple makers of all nations. Amen. He's called us to be ministers of reconciliation. Amen. He's called us to be ambassadors. Amen. He's called us to be royal priests. Do you believe it? We're called to belong. To belong is to be accepted by God. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful He accepted you? Amen. There's a lot of people in the world that, that preach just accept Jesus. And I, I get at the, at the base what they're saying. We do need to accept that He died for us and all those things. But, but you know, very few of them, if, if, if any, are preaching, you better be acceptable by God. Right? And to belong is to be accepted by Him. Hallelujah. To belong is to feel secure in His love. And how many of you know what the Bible says about His love? That it's perfect, it's complete, and there's no torment, and there's no fear in love, but His perfect love does what? Cast out fear. Oh, hallelujah. I heard one preacher say, if you're praying against the spirit of fear, stop. I'm like, why? He said, because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So just get God's love perfected in you, and fear has to leave. Well... Hello, it is the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. As humans, our greatest desire is to know and be known, to love and be loved, and to feel confident in those who know and love us and that they will see Christ in, in our circumstances. Amen. And so we're called to belong. We're called to belong to the body of Christ. Did you know that it is impossible for you to be the church by yourself? Now, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I, I understand that. But if you read Ephesians, we together are being built unto that holy place. So you're not the whole temple by yourself. You're not the whole church by yourself. Yes, you represent the church, the temple of the Holy Spirit. But you're not the whole piece. 
Another way to think about it is, is you know, imagine it being a thousand piece puzzle. One piece doesn't tell the whole story of the puzzle. But connected to the other pieces, what does it do? It tells a bigger story. Praise God. So we belong. We belong to Him. We belong to each other. And let me just say this while I'm on that point. Loving His church is loving Him because you're loving His bride. You know, if, if one of you were to say something negative about my bride, I might get a little, little upset about that. Right? Do any of the other husbands know what I'm saying? Do any of the wives thankful that your husband might feel that way? Well, how much more than can God? You know, you talked about gossip a while ago, Pastor Lucas. Lord, help us. You're gossiping about somebody else. You know what you're doing? You're talking about the bride of Christ. I don't think God's going to be too pleased with that. Oh, that weren't in my notes. That was just for free. All right. Back to my notes now. Here we go. Third thing. We're called to become. Everybody say become. 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 Romans 1 verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This third thing, called to be saints, regardless of your position, your title, your role, or ministry you serve in, everyone is a saint because this word means holy. We're called to be holy. In other words, we're called to become like Him. Every day of our lives should be spent working to become like Jesus. Amen? It's why He became the last Adam. So that he could restore our authority and our dominion over flesh and sin. He became our sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He had to become like us so that we could become like him. Hallelujah. We're called to become. So we're called to believe. We're called to belong. We're called to become. But there's more. I come today with a prophetic burden in my spirit. God calls us to believe, belong, and become because He calls us beyond our limitations to His Lordship. Mm-hmm. If all we do is look at our limitations, we're going to sound like Moses. But, 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 Lord, Lord, Lord I, I, I have a hard time. The, the desert has flavored my tongue. I, I love God's response. Moses, who made man's mouth? You don't think I can speak through it? Right? Wow. We come to God with our limitations. Well, God, I'm too old. I'm too young. I did this in my past. I did that in my past. And I I wonder sometimes if God isn't going, but I called you. I don't make mistakes. I'm perfect. Well... Come on now. He's calling us beyond our limitations to His Lordship. So a fourth thing you might say is God is calling us beyond. Somebody say beyond. God is calling us beyond our doubts to His deity. I love how the entire Bible is laid out. I love it. I love reading it. I love that when I read through the book of Matthew, I get to be trudged through the the, the ilk of society and see all of humanity leading up to Jesus. I love that because it reminds me from where I came from. 
But I really love how John starts his gospel. He doesn't trudge us through humanity. He starts immediately with the deity of Jesus Christ. And what God is calling us beyond is beyond our limitations to His Lordship. Beyond our doubts to His deity. Come on, beyond our fear to faith in who He is. God is calling us beyond our expectations to His exceeding abundance. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly. You know the rest of the verse? Above all that we ask or think. This is just the Myron Powell commentary for a minute. You know what I think that that means? I think sometimes we say we want to, we fit, we're thinking, God, I want a hundred soul revival. But we're like, well, that might be too much. So we ask for like 20. Right? God of 20, but we're thinking 100. God doesn't just want to do above what we ask, but also above what we think. Lord, if you could save one coworker, but we might be thinking of five. God says, yeah, but I want to save 25. Because he, so he's wanting to take us beyond our expectations to his exceeding abundance. I read a book one time, I don't remember the, the, the title and the author of the book, but he, he, he proposed the, the idea that what if there's this huge warehouse in heaven of unasked prayers? I begin to think about that, I think, my, my goodness, if there's stuff God wants to do and it's because I'm not asking, I'm going to start asking. I want everything and anything that He wants to do. So God is calling us beyond I stood in this pulpit two weeks ago challenged you that God wants to give us a threefold reign of revival challenged you to Bible studies pastor Trevor where are you how many did we have on that Sunday do you remember was it nine it was nine on that Sunday everybody say nine 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 people have been taught a brand new Bible study Watch what God has done in two weeks because God is calling us beyond. As of today, 42 people have been taught a Bible study by 17 different teachers. Oh, come on. I think God's worthy of a huge round of applause on that one. God is calling us beyond. I told the pastoral team, I said, I believe we could teach 50 Bible studies this year. We've got 42 as of today. I believe we could have 50 by the end of February. God is calling us beyond. When he looked at Peter and said, launch out into the deep. Amen. Have you ever wondered why? Amen. Because that's where the fish are. Oh, come on. God is calling us beyond. I know you've toiled all night, Peter. But if you'll ask one more time. If you'll seek one more time. If you'll knock one more time. Beyond. God is calling us beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a shift, not a season. God's exact words to me was, I've given you a shift, not a season. It's permanent, not temporary. This is a part of that. It's it's His church being restored to being a verb, not a noun. It's not just something we go to and do. It's something we are. Amen. It's time to arise. Isaiah 60, verse 1, look at this. Arise, 
shine, for thy light has come. There's an understood you in the grammar. He's saying, you, Daniel, arise, shine, for your light has come. You, Dana, arise, shine, for your light has come. You, Manny, you arise, Manuel, and shine, for your light has come. It's an understood you in the text. Why? For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Not going to rise upon you. Is risen. Huh. Next verse. There we go. For behold, watch this. Darkness shall cover the earth. Anybody believe there's a lot of darkness in the earth right now? We could spend a lot of time preaching and teaching about the darkness of this world, the evil of this world, from the White House to the penthouse to any other house. We could, we could preach about it all day long if we wanted to. We could, we could complain about the darkness. Or we could just be the light. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness, the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Next verse, check this out. Look what's going to happen. And the Gentiles. <laughs> We're going beyond. Shall come to thy light. Amen. Brother West, I hope this doesn't embarrass you. If it does, I apologize in advance and I'll apologize after and buy you a steak dinner. Amen. But about a month ago, you said the Spirit led you here. Gentiles shall come to thy light. Amen. It's a shift, not a season. Come on. I believe there's prodigals right now waking up in the stench of a pig pen saying, you know, I had it better. Servants had it better at the church. You know what? I'm going back. Come on. Gentiles shall arise. <laughs> it's a call to action. I'm talking about going beyond. Isaiah 54, 1, please. I think it's 54. I hope it's 54. hope that's the right one. Amen. If it's not, I'll have to find it. Amen. Isaiah, did I give you Isaiah 54 back there? Yes, no, maybe. I did. No? Okay. Doesn't look like it. Amen. Here we go. Isaiah 54, verse 1. Sing, O barren. Oh, I did give it to you. Good. Thou that didst not hear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child. Watch this. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married one. Saith the Lord. What? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Watch, watch. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Mm. You better tell somebody next to you, you might want to move over because uh, I've got some guests coming. Uh-huh. Somebody asked me the other day, said we're going to buy some new chairs. Maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Maybe we ought to add a few more. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. I'm talking about God calling us beyond. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. Amen. Do you believe God wants to call us beyond to a greater revival? Hallelujah. If you've got an empty chair to the right or left of you, or in front or back of you, I want you to turn to it right now. Amen. If you're willing. If not, well, hey, 
That's between you and God. But if you're willing, turn to it right now and start praying in Jesus' name. I mean, come on, let's start praying right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, for these empty chairs, we prophesy, pray, and believe. You're going to fill them, Lord. I know some of you are watching online. Amen. Join us in prayer right now that God will do the work. Come on. See your family coming in. See your neighbor and co-worker coming in. See your brother or sister coming in. Come on. See that loved one. See that prodigal right now coming in in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I know it sounds crazy to pray and prophesy to an empty chair and man, Bishop has flipped his lid today, but I feel like the prophet today. Can these bones live? Lord, you know, I'm going to prophesy to some dry bones. I feel like the prophet today. Prophesy to the wind. My God. He called Glory. Hallelujah. That wind that Ezekiel prophesied to was the word ruach, meaning the breath of God that has life-changing power. Hallelujah. Sister Vonda, amen. Sister Jackie Ferris, I prophesy to the bus ministry vision that you prayed about, talked about, and even started yesterday with 40 uh, uh, cards handed out. Come on, somebody believe that God's going to do a work. Jackie, I don't know if you told her too, but I, I mentioned to Sister Vonda, I said, you know, Bishop Stoops' wife, bus kid, amen. Today, pastor's wife, you know, superintendent's wife, amen. Loving souls, praying lady. Come on, I believe God's gonna bring some snotty-nosed kids in and their parents, and we're gonna see some missionaries. Oh, come on, somebody. But Tim, Brother West, come on. March 1st, it's kicking off. Real recovery. Amen. Already God's talking to people. Come on, already they've met some people that are interested. Come on, how many believe God's going to touch some people? It ain't just going to be a support group where they get to talk for an hour and get a donut and a coffee. I believe God's going to save some people. I believe there's going to be some Tuesday nights where they're opening up the baptistry, baptizing people in Jesus' name. I believe there's going to be some people that are doing more than recovering from drugs and alcohol, but recovering from sin. Come on. Do you believe it? Prophesy in the Holy Ghost right now. It's going to happen. Come on. Prophesy with me and see some altars filled. See some people praying in your pew next to you. My God, my God, my God. God's calling us beyond. Brother Manuel, it's in your home. Sister Jennifer, it's in your home. Come on, those four young men. Come on, let's prophesy to some homes that God's going to do it in homes. Hallelujah. I'm saying God is calling us beyond, beyond our expectations, beyond our limitations, beyond our box. It's got to be Sunday. It's got to be Wednesday. What if He wants to do it on Monday? Listen, when, when the church, quote unquote, you know, had to, quote unquote, close down for COVID, remember that? God spoke to me and said, I haven't emptied my church. I've empowered my church. Because, because some living rooms were restored to some prayer rooms. 
Let me just get bold in the Holy Ghost here. We better not let them go back to living rooms. Well, I'm glad we can come back together in person again. Praise God for that. Let's not wait for the next COVID or virus or anything else to force us to keep our homes a prayer room. I hear a lot of people say, I wish they'd put prayer back in school. I wish you'd put prayer back in your home. Come on. Let's move beyond our limitations to what God wants to do. God is calling us beyond the four walls of the building. Brother Chris, you've seen that angel twice, amen, praying over this place, pointing to, towards downtown. I believe God is saying, I'm calling you beyond the four walls of this building, beyond Sundays, beyond Wednesdays. I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer. Okay, God, you're calling me beyond. Who can I tell? Who can I witness to? Who can I reach? Sister Shannon, Sister Brooklyn Spurgeon, where are you? Amen. Sister Kara, where are you? There you are. Amen. Come on, there, you're back there. I see you. You didn't, couldn't get away. Hallelujah. Mark, um, uh, May, May, starting to reboot trauma recovery. Come on. I believe some people... Again, they're going to come. They're going to get the help that they need. They're going to get all of the, the help, but I believe there's going to be some people come. Amen. This is a church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sanctuary, right? Yeah. You mind if I go in there and pray? It's kind of like the day I'm here at the, at the study, and all of a sudden, ding dong, heard the, the doorbell ring, and I step around the corner, and sometimes that's UPS or whatever, but this time, there was a lady standing here, tears in her eyes, and so I opened the door and said, ma'am, can I help you? And she could barely, she said, I'm just, I'm just so broken. Can I come in and pray? This is a church, right? I said, yeah, it's a church. So she came in here, and I hear her pouring her heart out to God. I, of course, let her be. And, you know, 20 and whatever, 30 minutes later, she comes out. and Thank you for letting me pray. And, You're welcome. And can I pray with you? Can I talk to you? Whatever I did for a few minutes, you know. But God's drawing people. You know what I'm praying for? I'm praying he draws them to your house. To your apartment, not just to the front door of the building that we call the church, but since we are the representation of that church, uh huh, kind of like some of the stories you've told me, Sister Jackie Pettit, come on, of people that there's something different about you. Come on now, that's what I'm talking about a shift, not a season, going beyond. Hallelujah. I believe God is calling us. Beyond the four walls of TCOO to this entire metro, to this entire state and region, I prophesy to some dead bones. Hear the word of the Lord. You shall live. Do you believe that today? Do you believe he's the way maker today? Come on, we were just singing about it just a few minutes ago. Do you believe he can use you today? Two weeks ago, we left here with a challenge. And we went from 9 to 42 Bible studies taught. I wonder today how many of us can leave here with a fresh challenge to, to today to go and finding somebody to talk to. 
Amen. Could we get eight more today taught and have 50 before February is over? Come on. Huh? Amen. I know I don't think we have any more, but we've got the PDF. Donnie can send it to you. I can send it to you. We're getting some more hopefully soon. Amen. But how many of you believe today? Do I have, do I have one or two? Do I have, there's one, there's two, three, four. Do I have any, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Okay, come on. I got some children over here believing. Liam, come here. Come here real quick. How old are you, Liam? Nine? Nine years old. Josiah was eight. Come here. Come here. Get on the camera where everybody can see you. Come up here with me. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Everybody on the camera can see you now. See that green dot up there? Amen. All these fresh hot lights. Amen. Liam, at his school, talking to people about Jesus. Sharing the gospel. So don't tell me you're too young. Don't tell me, well, I've only been in the church for a certain amount of time. How long have you had the Holy Ghost? A couple years? Four years? You got it when you was five? Let's, let's step out. I'm, I'm getting an echo here. There we go. There we go. Right? You believe God can use you beyond, yeah, you do? Just childlike faith, right? He comes up to me today, tears in his eyes. Pastor, can I pray for you? Oh, yes, you can. I don't know what he was feeling and praying, but absolutely, I'll take it. I'll take every one of those tears. I'll take every one of He's, you know, come on. You're not too young to do what God wants you to do. I don't want to say this to sound rude or arrogant, so please, Lord, judge my spirit now. But if a child can do it, certainly some of us adults can do it, right? Thank you, buddy. You're not too young. You believe God can use you? Sister Laurel, I know we're not supposed to ask ladies their age, so I'm not going to. You look like you're 27. We'll just leave it at that. Sister Laurel, stand up. Come here for a minute. Okay, she just said it, so. Sister Laurel, was it last week? Yes. Last week, taught a Bible study to her sister. So don't tell me, I'm too old. We got young and elders both doing it. We got men and women doing it. Don't tell me, well, you know, I can't do it because. Come on, yeah, you can. You believe God, Sister Laurel, can touch you to use to, to teach some more? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we got the faith of a child and the faith of an elder. Does anybody else believe here today that God can take us beyond? Mm -hmm. Thank you, sis. Come on. My Lord. My Lord. I weren't here on that Sunday because, you know, crazy COVID and whatever variant it was, you know. But Brother Anderson was preaching, Sister Nancy, and he mentioned something about Russia. Well, it resonates with Sister Nancy in her spirit because I don't know how long before that, she's talking to Brother Daniel one day, or Brother Daniel actually talked to her, had heard her speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, and he said, do you know, is it Russian or Ukrainian or similar, both, whatever? Czechoslovakian, thank you. Do you know Czechoslovakian? And she says, No. He said, well, you were praying in that tongue. 
It just so happens that there's a whole lot of Czechoslovakian people here in Omaha. I just got to believe that, that wherever Sister Nancy was praying, the Spirit started saying, you know what? I want to reach some Czechoslovakian people. And she started praying some things in the Spirit. Did you know when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying prophetically? When you pray in the Spirit, you're always praying right? Listen, if I pray in the English, I got a chance to mess it up. I had it happen today. I'm praying for Sister Bethany and I call her Sister Rebecca. You know, her sister's Rebecca, but you know, I'm praying for her too. When you pray, hear me, you can mess up in the flesh. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, that, that is funny, and we've all done that, right? And God knew, and, you know, and he corrected me, and praise the Lord for it, you know, right? But when we pray in the Spirit, it's God praying through us. Mm. I wonder in the Holy Ghost right now if some of you will begin to realize God wants to do something in your family, in your home, calling you beyond. Can you start letting something well up within you? Can you begin to move in the Holy Ghost? I wonder if we could just end this service today praying in the Spirit. Come on, reaching forth where God has us to reach forth to and begin to call things out into the Spirit. Come on, in the name of Jesus, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit right now. Glory! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We pray multicultural works. Czechoslovakian works, Hispanic works. We pray them into existence. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're calling us beyond, God. You're calling us beyond. I know he's been dead four days, Mary. But roll the stone away. I know you fished all night, Peter. But let down the nets. Come on. God's calling us beyond. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We've got special speakers scheduled to come this year. We've got special events scheduled, but revival's already here. They're not bringing it with, us, with them, and they're not taking it when they leave. It's already here. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whew. I said this a few years ago, just speaking in faith and something. God honored it. God had something happen. I said, if you really like your seat that you like to sit in, you better make sure you're here on time because if you're not, somebody's going to be sitting in it. And you better be here to get that favorite parking space because somebody's going to have taken it. And sure enough, the very next Sunday, some of the people that came in late had to move around. Some of them had to come closer to the front. <laughs> yeah.
because their seat was taken and others were too. They had to park further out because their favorite parking spot. You know, I just believe God is drawing. God is doing. He's calling us beyond. And here's what's cool about it. Sister Dana, we sometimes ask, I'd ask God, God, what are you doing? Because sometimes it's like this. Where are we going, Lord? Elder Kennedy, as you know, can't see yet. Yet. Would you stand up and just, if I'm going to take you somewhere, would you show the congregation what you do? You re, look, he reaches out, takes my arm, and he trusts that I'm, I'm going to lead him in a path that's not going to cause him to trip or fall, right? He went with me to the funeral of my father back in October. It's an 11-hour one-way drive. I did let him drive back a little bit. <laughs> And he got us to Omaha, Texas. <laughs> it's a true story. But no, he didn't drive, but anyway. And then I took the keys back. I said, you ain't driving no more. I'm just teasing. He told me he only drives a stick, so. <laughs> Put your arm in. Exactly. But, but this is, if you're wondering today, God, what's the future look like? You might feel like Kennedy. He, he doesn't know where I'm leading him. He don't know which side of the church we're on. He don't know if there's an obstacle in front. I've got to do the work to make sure nothing is going to trip him up. And if I'm going to get him over here to a different side, all right, we're coming up and you're almost to the chair. There you go. That's a different chair now. Okay. And he's trusting that I'm not going to lead him astray. Amen. Both literally and as his pastor spiritually. It's the same with God. Amen. You may not see everything yet you may have prayed some things that that outside of the anointing may be like okay this is weird you know I'm gonna get my hamburger and it's been a great Sunday but God is leading you Amen. and if you'll just put your arm if you'll just put your hand on his take a hold of his shoulder he's gonna lead you it's called trust it's called trust you're back to your seat, by the way. <laughs> it's called trust. When he went with me, my wife said, honey, I just, I, I can't imagine. He, he gets in the truck. He drives 11 hours with you, drives back. It's trust. God's calling us to trust him. All right, Lord, I can't see everything, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just hold on. Is that all right? So here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to close. I don't need a song. That's all right, but thank you. No, I'm... I was going to have one, but I think we're going to do something different. Last week, I, my, or two weeks ago, I, I got down and prayed, and y'all came and prayed with me, and thank you for that. Appreciate that. Many of you prayed in your chairs. Thank you for that. A bunch of you grabbed Bible studies. Again, we don't have them, but as I know now, the entire executive team has that PDF, so you can ask the Kirk Patricks and others if they need it. Oh, we do have a few back there. Praise team has it now, too. Amen. So if you need it, there's a bunch of people that would have the PDF, plus there's a few more copies. I wonder how many people... But say, I'm willing to go beyond. I'm willing to ask a neighbor, a coworker, a friend. I'm willing to share. Let me tell you how easy it is to teach that Bible study. You start by telling your testimony. What has Jesus done for you? Where has he brought you from? Right? It's that simple. Hey, this is what Jesus did for me. I was hurting, he healed me. I was lost, and he found me. 
I was dead in sin, and he quickened me to life. It's that simple. You start there. Oh, and by the way, here's this book. Check it out. It really is that simple. You know your testimony better than anybody. Anybody willing to go beyond? Let's stand. I'm going to pray a special prayer of faith over every one of you here, believing that God can use you from the eldest to the youngest and everybody in between. Jesus, I pray a special prayer of faith over everyone in this room and everyone watching, especially those who are a part of this congregation, that, Lord Jesus, you would empower us with fresh courage, faith to reach friends, family, co-workers, neighbors, to step out and go beyond to where you're calling us in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we step out in faith, honor that faith and activate your Holy Spirit within us. We might be worried or concerned about what to say, but at that moment, Lord, as your word says, fill our mouths with the right words. We pray it, we believe it, we expect it, and we answer the call to go beyond in Jesus' name. God bless you. I, 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 I love altar calls. I'm not trying to... We have a lot of good altar call even during the singing. But today, I'm going to dismiss you to go beyond. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.